folks, one of the Redneck Country Podcast. You're on with Real Redneck Tom Millard. And of course, we've got the almost guy, Real Redneck Bill Tom. Bill, are you there? I'm here, and uh, it's a beautiful night for a podcast. It is a beautiful night for a podcast. And yeah. as always, sitting beside me mm-hmm. is a patriarch of Redneck Country, my father, Real Redneck Don Millard. Dad, is your mic hot? It's hot. I'm pumped, had a great week, and I got a story from today that I haven't even told you about. I think he's taking like his nitrous shot or something like that. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, can you handle two Todd's on a podcast? (laughs) This is going to be one. Maybe I just sit back and have my cup of tea and just watch the the fireworks here. (laughs) A cup of tea and watch, what'd you say? Watch General Hospital. I don't don't want to sound arrogant or I I don't want (laughs) to... <laughs> but that's my line. But I'm ready. <laughs> I got a bag of peanuts. I'm ready to keep my mouth occupied with chewing and my hands occupied with cracking nuts and I'll let you guys just talk. Because right, that's, right. that was my goal. You could hear hear the bag crunchy crunchy. Just don't chew yeah. in the mic. <laughs> yeah, you chew in the mic, you're gonna get yelled at. That's my pet peeve. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't have anything around dad. The last time, I don't know, I had to, we don't edit things out and I don't know if you could hear it, but I have clamps because when I was working on my kayak, I have battery, um, the alligator clips sitting here still that I was putting leads on the, They're on the really line. strong. And so my, the whole time I'm talking, the one podcast dad's going, and I don't know if you could hear it, but he had it. Creak. Creak. And I'm going, what is that creaking? And I look over and he's sitting there. So I have to move everything in the studio here away from his <laughs> reach of hands. I'm a doodler and a tinkerer. He's a, I, need a fidget spinner or something. I sat there. through right. so many meetings at work. In fact, for a long time, I, I collected, I kept all my doodles. I mean, there were some meetings that lasted <laughs> so long. I had actual, like, like art, works of art. I mean, I... Oh. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I doodled on everything, drew on everything. I, I just can't sit and listen to a meeting. I, oh, I was, I would draw and doodle, and I had a stack of stuff. My sister-in-law saw them one day. Whose drawings are these? These are so elaborate. I said they're mine. Well, how did you find time to do them? Meetings at work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, we did. You know what? We, I'm not sure. Did we get any shadows this week? Did we say that again? Do we have any show? Oh, shoot. I, I haven't had any time to compile them. I apologize. Okay. Well, we'll it's skip over that because I know that we wanted to try to get yeah. some shout outs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, no, if we didn't get any, that's fine. I mean, I didn't want to jump right into what we did this week because uh, without going over that, if we had something. But I tell you, we had we did have quite a week. We did have quite a week. I'll tell you what. So how do you want to start? I, I, do you want to? I don't know. Like, because... Who's going to tell the story? We're going to be talking over each other. Like that, well, that never there's, happens. There's a lot to talk about. <laughs> I'm eating peanuts. <laughs> I don't want to sound arrogant or anything, but I will jump in with my parts. No doubt in my mind. I think dad was waiting for us to say, dad, what did you do this week? Hey, oh, you asking me what hey, I did Don, this week? I'll tell you what I did today. Don, let me, let me ask you, what did you do this week? What did I do today? Yeah, well, I'd like to hear what you did. Let this. me tell you what I did today. <laughs> that makes one of us. As you know, my my new Booner Thun- Thunderdome deer blind came in. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So Thunderdome, Thunderdome. I spent a couple of a couple of nights going through it, watched it, going through the directions how to build it, and I watched a video, and so I'm getting pretty pumped. And now I got to figure out how to get it in the air. Can I tell you something? Pause that story. I don't want to over talk you. 
No, you don't want to be dump in and be arrogant. That's right. So far, I I sold them through Millard Outdoors. So we, we sold five. Dad was one of them. So I got four others that had sold and I've got them here. And I've had three guys come pick them up. And let me tell you something. That is the coolest thing. I'm like, crap, I got to make time for these guys to come pick these up. It turns into a two and a half hour conversation like we're having right now <laughs> about hunting, fishing, like you name it. I was out there in the laneway two nights ago and I came in. I think it was like he showed up at seven. I went in about 930. Jed's like, are you done? And yeah. I, the kids are asleep. I'm like, hey, good job. <laughs> Should have got his yeah. phone number. Got him on the podcast. It's coming. We're gonna we're gonna talk talk to him. I I think he 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 brought so much and told explained how he was gonna use the blind. He explained that he was a tree saddle hunter for the most part. He's leased sixty acres off of a farmer and and asked him if like where you plant your corn. Can I have this little sixty acre corner? And he's put a food plot in. And he went. I'm like, dude, we need you on the podcast. Yeah, I think so. So It'd be nice to get a guest, especially coming up to the deer hunt season. Oh, and he's a rifle. super guy. I mean, you, you, I could just, I could just, I talked to him for two and a half hours. We just kind of hung out and and shot the crap. It was awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. what this is all about, right? Jen says, you have to mark these up the next ones you sell because time is money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure you you came back in and helped with the dishes and the laundry and everything's good to go. So. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. so, as I was saying in my part of my of the story... I got a hold of my son-in-law, and I said, I've, t- I've talked to the farmer, and uh, we're, I want to go in and walk back through the corn. It's still standing. And pick out a spot for this, and then design a stand, and make sure I'm in the right spot, the right height, and everything's kosher. So my son-in-law says, well, call me this morning. He said, call me, this was the other day. He says, call me, uh, what is it, Thursday, Thursday morning. And he says, about 9.30. I should be free and uh, I'll go out with you. And I said, can we carry that big light aluminum ladder you have? And he says, yeah, like this thing's so light and carried anywhere. Cause I want to go up different trees to see the view. I want to put it up against a tree and go up that ladder and see the view. He said, that's a good idea. So we went in, we go, we get in there. Side note. It's okay, folks. Stand down. There is a helicopter in the area that has a close landing pad in case crap goes bad. Cause I'm envisioning dad going up on an aluminum ladder to see if that's where he wants to put the stand. He barely gets up a tree stand and he's going to go up an aluminum ladder leaning mean, against to? a tree. I did this morning. That's You've already done to, this? I'm trying to tell you. And you're walking and talking? This is this morning. Will you let me tell my story? Sorry, I shouldn't yell at the little boy. Anyway, <laughs> we get in there. And, where was that for 42 and, years? Well, that's, You've just now come to this epiphany? After I yelled, that's what I said to myself every time. But I'm every telling you, you, you know what I'm living with. You're, 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 you're experiencing. I can feel your pain. I really can. Oh, Bill. Drink so your carry tea. on with your story. You drink your tea and watch Mar- Marlena or whatever her name is there. This is shaping up to General Hospital. 75 men are here. Yes. Anyway, we... Uh, I, I said, put them up against this tree right here. So I said, get a hold of it, Rick. I don't want to fall over. So I get up there and I take a look. And, and you know, I did that on three or four trees and I was surprised of the view that I could get. I made sure, I said, okay, tell me if I'm wrong. You go out. And I made him go up each time. This spot right here should be the spot where it is. Because from the, from the uh, south... I, like when I go in there and, and my tree stand that's there now, when we walked in, first thing, carrying this ladder, I have a tree stand right against the corn, but it's about 40, 45 yards from the corner. 
and there's a there's a woods that starts at my tree stand and goes right along the fence row till you get to the corner and then there's a ravine. So there's a there's a woods on the left, cornfield on the right. So when we walked in there, we get to this tree that that my tree stand is in. We're getting close to it, and Rick stops dead. I'm behind him, and lo and behold, here's two nice bucks making a scrape. One's working this scrape right below How my big? tree stand. How big? How big? I, I don't know. They oh, were gone come with, on. By the time I leached out. Do Rick, I got a text, Rick? Rick, yeah. Rick said they were nice bucks. And I, I leaned out and they were gone. They, they zipped right into the corn. But that scrape was right at the base of my tree stand that's already there. And it, it was fresh. He was just working on it. So we kept going right to <sighs> the corner. We went inside the woods. I might have to sneak out there. And right inside the woods is a huge scrape and the trees are all rubbed. And then towards towards your tree stand is another scrape before you get to that cut that goes yep. up and down. And then left of that is another scrape in there. That whole hardwood, small woods, it's got three scrapes in it. So anyway, my stand that's already there. To the to the south is a ravine. To the east is a cornfield. To the north is normally like a fence row, but it's it's another cornfield where the wood starts. Usually the same crops in both fields. Yeah. And they then, crop share that field. And then to the west, it's woods. Okay, but I, my stand is is north of the woods. So if I when I walked into this woods, here's my view now. I went up this ladder, and I took a tape measure with me. Rick held it down on the ground, and I took a tape up tape measure up with me and I held it on my hip and I said, Oh, right from this height, I can see over the ravine. I can see the ledge. You I climbed can, a ladder and held a tape measure. And held a tape measure. And I can see the bottom and the tape measure read 10 feet. So that's it at my hip. So we're going 18. Hang on. So every time I went up and got the view I wanted was between 10 and 12, because when I got past 12, the leaves were still on, but when they fall, too many limbs. The limbs aren't going to fall, just the leaves. And every time I got up, I tried to see, okay, here's, here's the cornfield. Look, look out of the woods to the cornfield in the east and be able to shoot the field. I can do that between 10 and 12. I can't above it. To look over the ravine, I could still look over the ravine no matter how high it was, but it was overkill. But to look towards Todd's stand to see through the hardwoods between 10 and 12 was the magic. I could see right as far as I wanted to, right to that cut, except any higher was all limbs. So I could see the, the cornfield on the south. I could see the cornfield on the east, and it'll be cut, I hope, by the time we go. So there'll be open fields. And I could see in the woods as far as I could shoot the other to the uh, west, and I could see over the ravine and shoot right to the bottom to the south. So that's pretty, that's pretty exciting. So I, I mean, said, it, yeah. it, I said, the one thing that you're going to have to do is decide how early you're going to take a deer by the sounds of it. You're going to wait. Or oh, you heavens, gonna... We've already said that if it's brown or down, if well, it's, brown, it's down. But anyway, so, um, but he's not, he's not bow hunting. We, he's yeah, waiting until black powder. This is just black powder. The controlled hunt for us. So I first said, week in November. All now, right. If I sneak in ahead of time with my bow and take one of them bucks, so we measured off. I said, okay, I want this base 10 by 10, even though the, the blinds are, are 84 by 87, an octagon, five-sided, 
Six-sided. Six, sorry, six-sided. Uh, I want it 10 by 10 because at the widest point, they're, they're just, just over seven, seven and a half feet, and then they go down to just under seven feet, depending on what point to point you measure, right? So I want a 10 by 10 because the side that's flat that has the door, when I get this platform built, I want to push it to the back of that 10 by 10 to give me three feet or so in front of the door to stand up yeah. and get in. Let, let me tell you from my, my personal experience in the Taj Mahal there, you need, I, I built mine so that there's like a foot and a half around it. Mm-hmm. And on the side I get into it, it's, it's sometimes not enough. So yeah, with your three foot measurement yeah. there, when you climb up the ladder, yep. it gives you a little bit of a lip that you're not, when you open up your door, which is going to be different than unzipping a tent, you're not going straight to the bottom of that ladder before you, you intend to, you know? So we so, we had we had the equipment there to to mark out the four corners, make sure it was square, and then we designed it. Eight or uh, six by what are what's the next up from four by fours? Eight six by, by eight? Sixes or no? Six, six by six. Six by six. Okay. Eight by eights, man. You ain't the ground that is bit. not completely level, so so where two posts are going, and then it kind of angles down a little bit towards uh, Jeff's property. But you can leave them up. Yeah, yeah, we did. So that's a little bit different in height. So we ordered two 14-footers and two 16-footers. And we want the platform to be between 10 and 12. So once we got the four corners squared, we dug the holes. Rick took in his hole digger. We got the holes already dug down over two feet. You've already dug the holes? When the holes are dug. And from there on in, we designed... All, all the wood we would need, wrote it down. All the brackets we would need for braces, all the lag bolts, everything, wrote it down. And so we're going to be with four by four corner or six by six corner posts, and they're going to be two by six uh, cross beams to hold the floor and and around around the outside for support, and then some cross members for support. And then we're going three quarter inch plywood platform. And so we wrote out down what we needed for sheets of plywood, everything. And uh, Rick does a lot of building decks for people. So he's got a, an account at Home Hardware and he gets a cut. So he called in the order. We picked it up. It's all sitting in his garage. Really already? It's there. The wood's in his garage and the holes are dug. And Rick said, if you can get Todd and a couple of guys to get that lumber back there and drop it there tonight, you and I can go out and we can set the posts and put the braces on tomorrow morning. And I said, well, Todd's got a podcast. Oh, darn, he says, because Rick is gung-ho to nail this sucker up. He wants this thing put together. And then we just have to build the, the blind right on the platform. There'll be enough room to build it on the platform, position it where we want, screw it down. Oh, That's I'm, exciting. I'm pumped. And you yeah. can see clear everywhere you want uh, between 10 and 12 feet. So I'll be sitting on a chair between 10 and 12. Or actually, I'll be sitting on a chair above that. If the if we we put it in at, at, 10, at 10 feet, feet you're going to be, I'll be, I'll you'll be, be at, at about top. 13, 14 feet. Huh? No, not that much, I don't think. Maybe two feet in the you're chair. sitting right. in a chair right now. It's about two feet. And I think to your eyeballs, you're about oh, to my eyeballs, four yeah. feet. Yeah, but I'm looking down. Uh, what I said was I had the tape at the hip. My eyeballs, I was still on the ladder, right? So when my hip was at 12 feet, any higher, I would be at, seeing that. That is hip. I would be seeing. So those of us that have taller torsos. Yeah. So. Uh, which He's is, not making it for you. 
but it's awesome. Well, let's stop and well, think think oh, yeah. about this. Wait a minute, Bill. Yeah, and like, it's it's awesome. It's I think I got a really good spot. It's not in as deep as Todd was telling me to go, but I can still see the ledge. And now I can make sure that I can see that corner that goes out to the hogback and through the field when the corn's off and be able to shoot there. Because yeah, I can, I'm super excited to see yeah. pictures of this. It sounds like can, it's... And I can see to the south, to the cornfield there, I can see out along that edge if they walk along that Now edge. we just need to figure out how to get a, like a conveyor belt for them to get into it. No, nope. back there. Got that figured out too. I'm going to buy an aluminum ladder. No, I mean carrying your stuff. Oh yeah, well, we, we a wheelbarrow at one wheel a one wheeled wheelbarrow will go between the second and third row of corn. <laughs> and if we could, even if you just put one four by four, it means four trips. But you can wheel her in. I'm thinking you're hunting stuff. Well, if you build this going. right. Yep. If you if you if you build this right, you could drive the golf cart right underneath your your trailer. Oh, when the right? corn when the corn's off, we'll use a four wheeler. Oh, I see. Yeah, when the corn's off. But right now, there's no. It's right against the head. Corn's right against the head. Right against the fence row. There's no head row. And there's no head row. Yeah, they don't waste Not, a bit. Usually, the head row, or usually there's ten or twelve rows off by the time we hunt. But right now, there isn't. That's good for my stand though, because it pushes them right to my right to my edge. Yeah, funnels them right into you, doesn't oh, it? Oh yeah. So yes. that's my story today. <clears throat> that work now tonight, and he's been texting me. Did you get the lumber in there? We want to build this sucker tomorrow. He thinks we can knock it out in a day or two, once we get the lumber in there, and it's going to be cemented in the ground. We got two bags of uh, of that ready set. We'll just dump a half a bag in each hole, take in jugs of water, and the rain will do the rest. Well, the pictures. I need. I need to see some pictures of this one in yeah. progress. There, well, on when it's on the ground. Oh, you mean the before pictures? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, oh, I, I was got telling you whole, whole, yeah. to get in. All, I'm going to get an aluminum ladder and and lean it up in there. But it's where where the ladder is going to be. The ladder is almost going to be touching a tree, and so when we get up high enough, we can put uh, we can put a handrail from the tree up to the deck and then are you are you on the inside of the fence row oh yeah we're towards my stand yep we are good yes we are not as far as as i think you told me to go but that's okay but as long as you're inside the yes, fence row because i can still see you're the, on that property line yes we are yes that's and, that's what matters closer to the to the field that i can shoot in but i can i can't shoot past that cut anyway no matter even if i was right next to it won't matter i got it covered that's what i said you got it covered so so anyway yeah holes are dug i've taken enough time so that's I've taken, my story from today he relinquishes his time you'll be the one that shoots a big buck this year that's for sure thought i'll be dragging a lot of deer this I, year i was I'm not doing a lot of shooting i did i did them all last year I was hoping yeah. I could get it in there somehow tonight, but there's no way I can get that wood in there tonight. And it's going to be a haul. It's going to be a haul even getting the blind in. We're going to have to probably take it in in pieces. Yeah, but it's a, that's light plastic. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, getting those, those four by fours or, or six by sixes are going to well, be the tomorrow worst. Tomorrow night, I guess we got to take it all in. Well, yeah. well, yeah, we'll talk you about give it. Give you something to do. Don't worry about it. We'll give you something to do. It's good. Well, progress to uh, the next podcast, I guess. Yeah, we'll see. Yep. <laughs> Hopefully it'll be up. <laughs> Hopefully it won't be from the hospital. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's okay, folks. We can go mobile. That's it. So. Okay. Well, Who's next? What'd you do this week? Well, I think we, uh, we, we talk as a group here for the next little bit because uh, what we did this week kind of entailed all of us. Or I'm excited it, it, for this included part. Included all of us, right? Yeah. Because finally, finally, this year, it has come together. Finally, Bill was able to come down. Yes. Yeah. Some, it was. You had some awful family things happen to you, and you had some some things that you just couldn't uh, give up. And so finally, but it worked out. You picked the perfect yeah. weekend. So let me prelude this because I know Jay's driving and listening right now. And we brought Jay came down. You were supposed to come down, Bill, but you couldn't. Yeah. And so Jay did, and your brother. And he came down and we went to this field and we set up and we only got 11 geese and for, they skirted us. And we found out that the landowner had let somebody in on the Friday night before. So that made them very wary and explains why we only had a few flocks come in and the rest just hung really high. And so we got 11, but it, that's not for us. Uh, 11 geese is not. Yay, that we were pretty distraught that Jay came all the way and and we shot 11. We could have had, we should have had a lot more. So, and we did the big decoy spread and we, we did have some come in, but they were weary. So now we go to this week and dad sends a picture to me on the Friday morning and shows me 150 geese stacked back up in this field. And I'm thinking there's no freaking way because... Um, we just, this field has, must have been hunted twice already. This goes against every thing that I know that once geese go into a field, get shot at, they get weary. They avoid that field. They will fly around that field. And if, even if it's like from the new field they're feeding in to the pond that they're sleeping in and living in, they will go around that field because they've been shot at in that field. They've been educated. And so he, he, okay, there's 150 in it. Looks like we got a good hunt. And now it's winter wheat, so it's green. So that's a, a challenge. But Bill, are you coming down? Oh, and yeah. You were able. And, and there was no question in my mind. That based on everything that I saw, you know, 11 geese or, or, or more, I was excited. I was pumped up. Uh, winter wheat, I didn't have any idea what was around the area as far as crops or what, what not. But when, when your dad sent that picture, uh, was showing that many geese in the field, um, uh, that just made it even more exciting to have an opportunity to come down there and, and sit in the, in the blinds. So, so yeah, there's no, no, there was no, uh, you know what? I don't think I'm going to come. Yeah. I, I'm on my you're, way. You're coming. So it, yeah. yeah, that was pretty awesome. So you came down Friday night. We were able to enjoy some wild goose cooked. Yeah. I tell you, I've got uh, I've got some in, uh, in the fridge right well, now. How many days are yet? We'll, we'll get to get there in a little bit. Yeah, all but, right then. <laughs> you know the, the magic the, recipe. The only, only disappointing part, only disappointing part of the entire entire hunt, uh, which it was the beginning that my son couldn't make it. Yes. So yeah, it, it was supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, because you and hunters. Hunter were both coming, and then yeah. Hunter going blows his knee out in football. <laughs> I was excited yeah. too because it was Hunter's first goose hunt, and I thought, "Oh my gosh, this is going to be crazy." He's going to be excited. I thought this is great, and then we got the news that he couldn't come because 
his he's on crutches because of his knee and i thought oh my gosh there we go again you know yeah like, yeah he was uh he was pretty disappointed but uh it was for the best because after that weekend you know it was probably tuesday of this week before he was uh went to see a doctor maybe it was wednesday wednesday he saw the doctor and he gave him the okay to start to slowly get back into practice and stuff so long, long story short so that weekend Good. um i was leaving for the the, the hunt on friday on the Thursday night, he blew his knee out, or thought we thought he did in football because it swelled up about the size of a, a basketball. And uh, he had to go into the hospital on Friday morning to uh, get it looked at. They wouldn't assess it. Long story short, he had crutches and a knee brace, and he just could not see himself. We'll carry him uh, into the field. Goose field. Yeah, you know what? We, we thought about it, and, and he he was so disappointed. He didn't even didn't want to tell me. He didn't. He couldn't go because he he wasn't sleeping. He was in a lot of pain. He just said, "You know what? That is not going to be with the experience." And his biggest fear, honestly, he says, "If I if I get hurt or if I that, then we'll have to leave the field before the before we want to." And I don't want to do that to you guys. And Look I said, "Okay." Oh, I mean, it's uh, that's awesome, but raising you know, him right, if, Bill. Raising if you want right. to go, then we can, we'll figure it away. And he says, "No, nah, maybe maybe next time." So. Yeah, so he couldn't so, go, but yeah. Um, so we were able to, yeah. We, so we invited Jeff, so a, a buddy of ours from the Gun Club, and that I used to play ball with twenty years ago, and that's how that's how I, I first met him. And so we took him on a hunt. I think opening day, we opening day at duck. No, it wasn't duck. wasn't open yet. Might have been opening the first Saturday of Goose. We took him out and we we shot some, but they weren't cooperating well. So I called him up and said, "Hey, we've got an extra blind. You're always welcome to join us." So he said, "Yeah, absolutely." So he came as well. So that, so it worked out for Jeff, but yeah, it was bummer for Hunter. And yeah. I promised him a hunt. We'll get him out. Yeah. No, so but no yeah, question. so you came down. We got to enjoy some wild goose. We'll share that recipe, folks. I'm telling you. We said it on the last podcast. Uh, we used to turn it all into jerky till this year, and I'm t- oh man, I cooked mine today. Yeah, and I'm did telling you, you yeah, did you have it? Yeah, I took a bite. I didn't have it. I cooked it, but uh, yeah, it's tender. It's delicious. But Todd had done a big bag of marinade, and he said, "Oh yeah, I did it for you." Yeah, yeah, said, yeah. yeah. I'll do it right now. I'm getting ready, mine ready here, and he sent me a bag home. So I left it in the fridge marinating for four days. Four days, and, and I uh, I cooked it today. Right on. So, so anyway, so yeah, so you came down. We enjoyed that. I watched the baseball game with you, Bill. I, yeah, I, no, thought, I appreciate you, know you doing that. If you're willing to no. come here and pretend that you're you're kind of manly and you want the baseball game on, well, then I will meet you that halfway. I can't make a tea. We'll yeah, watch a baseball game. I know it was game. no Jersey Shores, but at the same time, the baseball <laughs> yeah, game is where we were. <laughs> the Jays are here. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer football. I've been watching football yeah, every chance grief. I get. Yeah. But I very seldom get to see a whole game at one time. I have to watch it. Because he falls asleep. No, so, I'm busy. <laughs> So, so we watched the ball but, game, and then we were up at, what, four in the morning? Four in the morning. Four in the yeah, morning. The and I went off and... I, uh, I was up off the couch and getting ready to see what the day had. You yeah. know, I made I made you coffee. So that's why I said Jen's still sleeping, buddy. I can't. I don't know what the flip I'm doing with tea, but I, I can make you some coffee. It was good coffee. So, I got to yeah, tell you, that it helps. Coffee. That's it'll make you think. I picked Michael up at four thirty. I said, Michael, you don't look so good. He's oh, I'm tired. He said, I went to a London Majors game last night, and he says I didn't get home to one thirty. He says this is early for me. But he was, he was ready. He's young. <laughs> Sleep when he's dead. Yeah. They bounce back. Yeah. So we went out. Jeff, I think Jeff was concerned because when we got there, we were we were kind of discussing the wind. There wasn't 
much. And, Not much and at all. so that this, this was, I think the key was two things that my brother-in-law, Connor, who is going with us all the time now. So he had stopped and, and we knew from dad's photo that this, this field was green and our blinds are corn, right? So we need to make them green. And I think that was another problem that we had when your brother was down is that you couldn't pick the winter wheat and put it on your blind. So like, what were you going to do to make your blinds green? Like you were in the middle of a winter wheat field, you were screwed. Yeah. So he had stopped and he picked a couple bags of garbage bags, filled them with weeds. A couple, he picked six. No, no, no. Oh, he, he picked a couple yeah. there. And then we, he came here and behind my place out in the cornfield, we went out and we picked all along the, the head, the, the head row. We went all the way down and we, we filled another four bags with weeds. And so we had six bags of green weeds that we took with us so that we could brush in the blinds there in the field. It worked amazing. And I mean, uh, yeah. that, that, that was the, a, a big key to, to making, making things as good as it was. In my opinion, I those think it blinds was. looked awesome. They just blended Once right they were in. All yeah. They were just awesome. So did that, that was a key. And the other key was we did not put out all 150. And I think Jeff was getting nervous because he was with us when we put out all oh, like 160 decoys at one of the hunts, the, at the beginning of the year. And it, it takes a while. And so me and dad are arguing and, and Bill, you were kind of quiet through the whole thing, but where was, do we set I was up? Thinking. I mean, there was no need to argue. And when we do it, we kind of had it figured out. We just had to get there, you know? Oh, and you, and you, you just, two, the, the, the biggest part of the entire there. hunt, when you two guys go, okay, I think the birds were over here. Do we need to go about another 20 feet forward? It'd be 15. Where are we going to put the blinds? How close? And, and that took the most of the time as to, as yep. to where, That's what I mean. where you guys go inside. We better to start getting blinds. some decoys out here, guys. It's, it's starting <laughs> yeah. to get. And I'm thinking, but we're not going to put them all out. So we've got some time. To bring back a point, I was going to face backwards and he wouldn't let me. Yeah, and you're welcome for that, by the way, because that's said the last time they were all landing behind us. So he was going to help the beginning, beginning of the hunt. But we'll get there in a minute. We'll get there. We'll get there. So I, I think the key was the brush in the blinds and then the decoy layout. So we weren't digging around with no L or J hook or anything like that. I almost debated because no wind to putting four families out and having like a, a big 40 yard square in the center and then we just set up in one of the families and let them hopefully they'd go to that center in between all four like the four families and like a plus sign right and with the center of the plus punched out for them to land in but we decided nope there's enough wind we think that if we can put it because the geese will use the wind to land they'll come around and land into the wind and if we can make that little mini horseshoe but we're not going to use all 150 because if they do with no wind want to land behind us that pushes them f- too far back. When you got 150 decoys back, you're like 15, 20 rows of decoys where yeah. they can land. Where that was at, a good decision. They at least uh-huh. want to land with the decoys. And if they right? want to land outside so, the spread, they're way too far outside. That's what I mean. Yeah, like they're going to yeah. go, oh, we're going to land on the outside of the spread that way. Well, that's 150 decoys away. Like that's, that's 100 feet. You ain't shooting or or a hundred yards. You ain't shooting that far. So you watch them land and then you got to get up and run and maybe get a crack at them, but scare them out because they'll pull the others there. So I said, no, 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 we're going to make it thin. We're going to make it only three rows. We're only going to put out, I think we, maybe we put out a hundred decoys if that. And And so between them and, and, and so I'm getting there, man, he likes to over talk me and jump in and stuff. Doesn't he? I'm a little arrogant tonight. (laughs) 
<laughs> Good grief. <laughs> anyway, so then the next step was, okay, where do the blinds go? If we're going to make this only three, four decoys wide, we need to hide the blinds right in that line, right in that, that mini horseshoe and face the horseshoe so that that landing zone where they want to come into that circle is they're, they're going to use the wind. And so I, then I set out really long lines and then Jeff was doing that too. Todd, you're like 80 yards out on each side. I said, yeah, but they're, and really, really thin lines because I don't want them to land with the really out, out there on the very end, but I want to channel them that this is the safe zone. There's a line and then 80 yards across is the end of the other line. You paste it off. Right. Yeah. So it was 80, 85 yards. Yeah. Across. So where, like when that horseshoe ended, it was 85 yards out there and those lines were on an angle. They were probably 40 yards wide across in front of our blinds. And so we put our blinds inside that U and we covered that full 40 yards with the six blinds, six of us. So that we had at, at that whole bottom end of that horseshoe, the U part covered. And, and there was and, lots of space between our blinds. Too. And we, I mean, and it we had a good we 10 yards to elbow so, to elbow. Yeah. Because yeah, we wanted to cover that 40 yards, right? So we, we had a good eight eight yards in between our blinds, I'd say. Yeah, yeah I'd say you're about And right then there. brushed them in. And then we had two rows of decoys in front of us, three rows of decoys behind us. But I think that the other key was the fact that we put about 15 yards between each decoy. Yeah, it so was a lot of space. Instead of them wanting to land in the horseshoe out 20 yards, which they could have, but that was 25, 30 yards out in front of us. They're going to land because there's so much space between the decoys. They want to land right in the decoys, which happened to be right on our freaking feet. So we got all that set up pretty freaking quick, ready to rock. And then, well, the fun started at that point. Then we realized there's a pond to our, our right. There's a pond to our left and there's a pond behind us and as the Bobo bird flies on your watch on the dot for legal shooting time, it sounded like the 21 gun salute going off in each crazy. one of those ponds. And <laughs> it was insane. All of a sudden, every bird in all three of those ponds was over our heads, 150 to 200. Would you guess that? Well, no, no. I think you fast forwarded through a little bit of something here, which I know you want to fast forward. <laughs> I know where he's going. No, I, know I, going. I don't know what I'm talking not about. Gonna let you. Bill, you are I'm, breaking up right now. I'm I, sorry, I'm Bill. Not Bill, are you still with us? This too much well, it's been because, a great podcast, folks. It's, um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> the way the way the the hunt typically it goes is every. Every time you go hunting, you got to shoot the scout bird, right? The first bird that, or the first couple birds that comes in. This wasn't a scout, to, though. This, he, he wasn't. No, no, he, he wasn't. He, he wasn't you even. You can his mic off for a second because he's going to try to justify this for a second. He wasn't I'm not even sure of this right earth. earth. He migrated from Mars. Yeah, right. And, and he and we'll migrated get from Krypton. Ten seconds after Todd, uh, <laughs> put a piece of duct tape on him for just ten Krypton. seconds. <laughs> he migrated from Krypton. Okay, but they we, were uh, not as early as they were the last time we hunted this field. No, a, well, I, I don't know. I mean, they I, were scared. Out. Were. We but what a, I what I do know uh, is is a, a solo bird comes in, uh, right? I don't know. Uses right the after wind. that barrage. Yeah. Uses the yeah, wind. Use the wind perfect. Went behind it, us. it came right down. But it got behind and that us. bird. The only thing that bird did is he didn't come down the center of the pocket. He came behind us 
And it's not like he came behind us and buzzed the set. He came behind us and landed. I'm going to say 15 yards directly behind Todd's blind. 15. Would I be exaggerating, Todd? I think no, you are with the, the 15, yards, 15 yards. I don't right know behind Todd's if he blind. was that close. I watched him the whole time come in, and I went, holy moly. Maybe 115. He's going to be yeah, gonna right. land on Todd's he was head here. 15 right? yards right behind Todd's blind, landed on the ground. First bird of the day. Got to kill it. What happens was we all kind of decide who's going to take it. Who's going to take it? Todd says, I got it. He opens his blind. That bird is on the ground. It takes starts one to run jump. like, it, like it a start, turkey. It started to run. 140 mile an hour. 140 instantly. That was the holy cow. It was the Ben Johnson of geese. That thing was so fast. It was a blur. Smack him. Our listeners want to hear what's going on here. And all they can hear is Todd yap, yap, and to try to defend himself from the fact that at 15 yards, he opened the blind. Now it's running. It's 20 yards. Todd takes the first shot. The bird laughs at him. Todd takes a second shot. Now it's one foot off the ground. Misses. Takes a third shot. Doesn't touch a feather on this bird that started off on the ground 15 yards behind him. The bird flies away. Not not a pellet in him for for the there first was more than my shots. Who else shot, Bill? Oh, Michael Connor did. shot. Did Connor shoot? I know Michael did because <laughs> Michael jumped up beside me and after Todd's second shot, Michael unloaded three. That, <laughs> that bird was and from Connor Krypton. shot uh, three it, as well from from my my uh, right. And nothing touched its bird. <laughs> and it I, flies away. I needed like to it, load like those. It just laughed at the, uh, all of us. Those Ro- crip- Robo goose. But the best part of that story was Todd, three shots, 15 yards on the ground, first bird of the morning, and he misses. And, and I'm Todd thinking, looks over at Michael and I, and he says, somebody tell me why I missed that bird. All I'm, th- all I'm thinking is, you let the scout go. Yeah. Oh, this is not a good omen. No, and I, the only thing omen. I had to say was there was too much space around it. Then, That's all. then I didn't want to shoot the decoys. Uh, within yeah. ten minutes, within ten minutes, <laughs> we got the air full of geese. Hundred and fifty yeah. plus. Oh, uh, after after that, that that scout was gone. When we we kind of had our hopes down it's a little bit because oh, that was a bird. And I've been now thinking, I'm, we had our hopes down. Nobody shared that with me out there. And but I'm, I'm thinking when they're flying over us, holy crap. Dad sent me a picture of 150 geese, and I'm looking through my blind right now, directly over us, circling us over and over again, louder than anything you could imagine, 150 plus geese. This is every goose that was feeding in this field. And I'm thinking, oh no, if this, like, this matches the the picture I got, if this is them all coming in at once, we are done. Miss the scout, and once we even attempt shots at this one, it's over, and I'm thinking, is this all there is? Bill so, came down for this, and but that's we, what I'm thinking. We had agreed in the car going down that you know, instead of trying, if some come down on the ground, you're thinking, okay, leave well, them. Let there. me let me let we, me clarify said, that. Somebody call the shot. If there's just there's two of us, shootable. if there's just two of us hunting, it's easy, right? Because five, you got 150 flying in the air, and that's a lot of eyeballs to pick out something that's wrong. So they start to come down. And then they see one one goose sees something he doesn't like, and he starts to go up. The rest follow him and flare up, and they'll circle again. And then one sees something he doesn't like, and they flare up, and they happens over and over, and then they eventually just leave. And you never get a crack at them. And you may have 
15 come low enough that you could have shot or if five come low enough that you could have shot those five. But you're looking at the other 145 up there thinking, let these five land and the rest will come down. Never happens. So we declare it ahead of time. Any bird comes low enough. If there's just two guys, you don't care about shooting the five that come low enough because you only got six shots between the two of you anyway. And therefore, you might as well take these five and screw the rest because you're only going to get that one crack at them anyway. But when you got six guys and only five come down, you're thinking of all the other hunters. Yeah, I don't sure. want to shoot those five because I want other guys to have a shot and we could have 150 come down on us. And then those yeah. five come down low enough and then flare and then they all leave and you don't get a shot. So we said ahead of time, if even four, three come low enough, that we can shoot when we've got 20, 30, 50, 100 in the air, we're taking the ones that are low. We're not letting them, we're not letting yeah. them go. And so, that, that was a thing when, when all those birds were flying, it, it was tough to figure out when to call them. And I, and I actually, I said to you, Hey, you better call this. And, and it was five coming down. <laughs> yeah, there was five, there was five coming right floating down. right over us. All right. They, you said it. Let, oh, it they ain't were, on me. They were yeah. coming right in, wing set, dropping in a hurry. So let's get them. And I thought, I'm just going to focus on the five to heck with the rest of them because yeah. I, I trusted that Todd would call this shot. And I thought, oh, my well, God. Bill see, said, you better do it. So committed. let's take them. So we jumped <laughs> yeah. up and, and five dropped. God, they, they didn't even I will tell you, down. I did shoot one of those. So my gun did shoot a goose there in that <laughs> yeah. first five. I redeemed myself for the one on the ground. Yeah. I, I don't like shooting them on the ground. That's not fun. It's not sporting. I, I think no. some of them five took hits from more than one. Person. Oh, I guarantee. Oh, they yeah. Did. Those were, but they, they, those five were perfect. They came right down that, that arm, right the way they're supposed to be. They came in front of Connor, uh, myself, Todd, and, and like we waited until, you know, a couple, the first two passed and we shot, shot them as a group perfectly yep. and, and nothing of those five that we shot at left. Yeah. And then the other 200 took off. And before <laughs> well, this, yeah. Yeah, they left and I thought, and, oh, and I, then I'm going that, that could be well, it guys. Yeah. And, and I think I said to you, Bill, well, Bill, you came all the way down here for that. Yeah. That could have been all of them at once. We didn't know. Cause that was, and that was Jeff what was looked a little, like in the picture. Jeff was a little uh, concerned cause he was, he was a little uh, apprehensive at start because he because he said to Todd, you you know how long that arm is out there? Yep, and you know how yeah long he that kept is? saying yep. you're out there years. a long ways. Like those decoys are out there, but they're a thin line, one single line. Yeah. It was a single line of decoys that we didn't start to build out into the three, four, five wide until we got to it the first blind. And then we built them out of the horseshoe and then built it out behind us so that they don't want to land with a single file line. They want to land where the major flock is. And so, yeah, he was concerned, but they came down. So as the morning progressed, another, I don't know, it was 20 minutes, half an hour. Yeah, it was. There was some they flocks kind of flying down here. A bit after yeah. that first barrage, right? And there was flocks flying here, flocks flying there. You could see them. I'm calling. Nothing. They wouldn't look at us. And then we're like, well, that, that might have been it. And then... A flock coming over the cornfield to our right. Low. Here they come. And that flock came right in. Right, like textbook, locked in. And it went over us, Bill, because they were navigating towards the pocket in front of Dad. Dad was the last blind. Yeah. And the gear down, feet right And they in would your come face. right over us. And it, it was just, as soon as I seen that there was enough in front of Dad and Michael to shoot, let's take them. And, oh, did we make it rain. Yeah. I don't think, but maybe one bird left out of that 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 uh, yep. flock that came came in, and there was six or eight that came in out of that one. Yep. Maybe we missed one out of that one. They, they we, we all shot well. I tell you, it was oh. it was a great. So 
I will say, and then you got a band out of that, but then, is, yeah. then there was a, a, a flock that came and it was later on. We had now had, I don't know. We had 23 down. I think we're going, we could only shoot 30. We're like, okay, we need seven more. And, and here come a flock and they start to lock and then boom, they, they, they'd start to lift flare and they flared fast. And I just, holy crap. Let's take them as fast as we to take them. And they were over me, you and Connor, Connor on the end, you, then me let's, let's take them. And they were up there. And I thought I jumped up, put my gun up and I went, no, nah. I think I even said a lot. They are too far. And then boom, Connor shoots and hits one. And then I'm like, my gosh. And then boom, you shoot. And I'm going, what are you shooting at? And I'll be darned. If this goose doesn't lock right up and just drop like a stone and I'm going, watch it, watch it. And oh my gosh, it had to be, you had to run out there, what, 70 yards to pick the darn thing up? I did. And it and it fell straight down out of the sky. It and, went, oh. and he, and all I can remember you say, whoever shot that was my new hero. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, who pulled the trigger on that? Who was that? <laughs> you're like, that was me. I'm like, my gosh. I started calling you Bionic Bill. I said, you're no longer the almost guy. Freaking <laughs> yeah. Bionic Bill. That, that new Tropics coffee. Because I will say, my man, I was impressed with your shooting. Because there was times I'd call it only four or five birds. And I thought, I've shot enough geese. And, and by now I had shot enough geese that morning and I've shot enough geese uh, and over the myriads of time, I got Jeff and Michael to my left and then dad, I got Connor to my right that it's first year, but he's shot a lot of geese already. And then I got you that come all the way down. And I thought I don't have to shoot. I'll, I'll shoot if they're starting to fly away. So there was a lot of times I jumped up and I was ready to, and I never pulled the trigger and I didn't have to. And I was watch. I, I knew because you were so close to me on my right in the blind, Boom, goose drop. Boom, goose drop. And I'm going, Bill is on. Like, I I, I lined up on I one good. and I thought, okay, I hadn't shot a goose in like three flocks because I was letting guys shoot. I'm taking one out of this one. And I jumped up and lined up on one. And before I could pull it, and I'm usually pretty quick, before I pull the trigger, boom, this thing folds. And I'm going, yeah. who shot that? I don't, I don't want to sound arrogant here. No, but I remember showing Bill how to shoot those high ones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I learned a, from the best. That's it. He's a fast learner. <laughs> he was that morning. See, it was a coffee. You need to get rid of that tea. Yeah, I, I took my time. I picked a bird oh, out. Buddy, it wasn't, you were wasn't, shooting you like know. a rock star. I will tell you what, Connor too. Like Connor was, yeah, Connor yeah, was Connor smashing, really well smashing geese too. And he he's quick. He jump up and yeah. hammer. Like there was two come in, jump, boom, boom. Hold, okay, hey, there's other hunters here. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there was one. Your, your dad had a classic. Solar solo came in, and that and that bird flew right across. I could have reached up out of my my blind because it came from behind us. Uh, I don't know. It was a solo that came in. We were, were getting down to the last few birds. I think we had twenty eight or whatever it was. We still needed more. Anyways, a solo came in. And it, it came in from behind us, and you and I could have probably reached up, Todd, and grabbed just grabbed neck. it by the feet. <laughs> and it flew right across the front of the set, over those front decoys, and we're like, who's going to take it? Who's going to take it? And your dad pops up. I got it. Kaboom. One shot, and that thing was it, – it, it cartwheeled across the dirt, and that, that's <laughs> the classic one-shot smackdown right there. One shot, Don. <laughs> no wasting ammunition on that guy, that's for sure. Yep, so – 
It was, it was awesome. I mean, it, it's hard to describe all of the volleys that came in. I mean, we were having, Jeff was blasting them and, and dropping them. Michael, I mean, it was just, it was awesome. And we were screwed up a few, but you're laughing. You know, you're having a good hunt when you screw up a few and you can, and you're still laughing. So yeah. you guys got up and went, went for a walk over to the truck and that, and to pick up geese way out there. And we needed, we had first world problems now. So now it's getting to be a little later in the morning. It was like at, I believe at quarter to nine, we had, cause I said a text. It was, it was quarter to nine or 10 to nine to a friend of mine that, that said, Hey, there's a dead deer. And I said, Oh, we're out shooting geese right now, or I'd go get it. And, uh, and she replied back with, Oh, those geese, get them all. And I'm like, yeah, we're, we're only three shy of a limit. And so that was at like quarter to nine. It's now nine twenty or something. And we need one. Wonder. And there wasn't a goose yeah. flying for the last half an hour since that, that went down and everybody is chirping me that that freaking goose <laughs> from Krypton that <laughs> we were, weren't we? You, yeah. yeah, you were. <laughs> that oh, was, kind that of was our, that was our limit. You know, now yeah. we're not going to be able to say, because <laughs> the only thing worse than only shooting 11 is shooting 29 and not being able to post on social media that you I limited out. One of us pointed out that was the 30th bird was the first yeah, one. Absolutely. <laughs> one if goose shy. Shot that, we would have been done a lot That's all, That was good. Yeah, that was one good. goose shy of being able to say we limited out. You can't say you limited out. That's a big freaking deal. So first world problems, right? So, oh, I we're sitting there the whole time. Well, you and Connor got, well, here come a flock. And they weren't even looking at it. I got on the horn and I'm just thinking, I got to pull at least one of these guys. And I'm just, I'm just going to crazy. Well, they circle all the way around, hook up, lock, and they drop fast. They were high. And then all of a sudden, bam, they just locked up and come down. And I will say, it took me two shots. <laughs> but I shot the last goose for the limit. <laughs> and you and Connor weren't there. And I said, I've got it. <laughs> and, and they dropped in a hurry and they came in textbook. And I'm just thinking, oh my goodness, this is a perfect flock for everybody. But we only need one. We only need one. Yeah. And that's, uh, I bet you that took the monkey off your back when that, that bird dropped, <laughs> you know, but it did take you too. I got to say that. It did. It did. Cause he was up there and I'm, he's and I'm thinking, all I'm thinking is, this is the last goose. You, you already screwed up once. Don't do this. And, and he's directly coming. I'm up and he's flying straight over like a straightaway. And I thought, just cover. And I went bang. Crap. I shot in front of him. I had to recalibrate. And then, cause he was, I realized he's way too close to be leading him. And I had to recome back to him and then bang. And, and, and then feathers, poof, he just neck feathers everywhere. Down he came. Neck feathers. Neck, yeah, neck right. feathers. Neck feathers. I, I can't even de debate it because it wasn't there. That's right. They were light grayish going up towards, they were neck feathers. <laughs> yeah. However, we were sure the one that you dropped was your bird with that band. You got your first ever band, right? I did. Yeah. And that, that was a special, special uh, thing for me. I've been hunting geese. And there was another oh, one out forever. for Michael that was banded. And Michael says, well, I shot at it and I believe I hit it, but I don't know if anybody else hit it too. So everybody just said, your bird, Michael. So he was pumped because that was his second, his second band. And, and you then, got one too. And then there was another one out in the field in front of me on the left that I know I shot at and hit, but I'm, I even said, hey, anybody want the band? Because I've got a string around my doesn't mean to sound arrogant or anything, but he's got a lot of bands. My my stringer's full of bands, and I thought, they're big deals, the new shooters, right? 
yeah, for me, that, that was, you know, I mean, the I, shooting a limit, yeah. it was a highlight, but shooting your first ba- first banded bird. But honestly, like 25 straight. There could have been two other yeah. guys hit that bird because with six of us, there there could have been two other guys hit that bird. I know I got up, got on him, shot him, and he come down, but the guns were going out. Boom, 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 boom. So it's not uncommon for somebody to shoot the same bird. And I said, anybody else think they shot that bird? And everybody was really a gentleman and said, nope, Don, it's your bird. You take the band. So three of us come back with bands. So that was good. That's a, that's a pretty, it's a, a pretty big feat when, when you shoot a limit and you get three bands in, in, in those 30 birds. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And I've been hunting geese all over, you know, for, you know, since I started hunting and I have never, ever shot a band of birds. They've been shot in, in hunts where I've been in, but I, I can honestly say that I've never shot one until uh, um, Saturday there. And I, I just, I haven't called it in yet to see where it's from, but the the honor in, in that is to me that's your trophy, right? It, it, the meat the, that that's awesome that comes with the the spoils of the, of the hunt, but that trophy to figure out where that bird was from, how old it was, where it got banded, mm-hmm. that that's for me the, the the interesting part of the of the hunt. And then for you guys who have hunted so long, you got them draped around your calls and stuff. That's that's awesome. That, that's key key right there. Yep. So, yeah, his first fan this year too, and his was seven years old, which I was impressed. Yeah, seven-year-old bird. Yep, almost too old so, to fly. That's how he got yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. So in my uh, in my fridge right now, I've got uh, I sent you pictures of it uh, two days ago. Or I guess Todd marinating, uh, marinating goose. So I, I made a video it, because I, did I talk about this on the last podcast? I don't remember if we did. Yeah, maybe a little bit, but I think about your, uh, well, go over it again, because I think, you know what you didn't do, and you didn't talk, talk about ratios of, of the mix, and that's okay, because we're not going to talk about that here, but it, Candace and I kind of uh, put our heads together and said, okay, this is Todd's video, this is the, the ingredients. I don't use a ratio, I just pour it in the bag. I know. I'm and like, that's well, what there's, and I talk there's about. a lot of meat she there, said, it's still not covered, pour some more in there. Yeah, Candace said, said to me, if you ask him, do you think he's going to know, Candace said, and I'm like, no, he's no, not going to know, I'll figure it out on my own. So you can't get too technical with this. So, so here's the gig forever. We've dad makes goose jerky and he makes great goose jerky. You put it in a Tupperware dish, take it out, open it at the gun club. It's gone in 10 minutes, right? Like it's, it's good. We, we used to like 20 plus years ago would skin it like a chicken, put it in a roasting pan, like gut it, skin it, put it in a roasting pan with some potatoes and carrots and some like consomme, some cheap wine, whatever, some sherry, whatever. And then, put it for like three, three hours and based it every 15 and it still did not taste that great. So you're like, why did you just do all that work? And, and uh, I, nobody wants to eat it. So dad would make jerky out of it until you and Candace at the, the team shoot that we had, the big trap shoot that you guys came down for the, the one ATA shoot. You were, yeah. We were talking yeah. about that. And I said, this is what dad does. This is where like, we're going to start goose hunting here soon. This is what dad's going to do. And you or Candace said, well, We've done it before where we just hammered it with teriyaki sauce and it actually wasn't too bad. Yep. And so I thought, you know what? So the next time we went hunting and that, I said, let let me keep a couple of those out. I have a marinade I use for venison, for steaks, for every, every red meat that I, I put in my gullet. I use this marinade. And so I thought, why not on geese? And so I did add one thing. And so I I thought I'm going to give it a try. So I grabbed a Ziploc baggie. And I threw 
four breasts, goose breasts in, and the breasts are like, I, I, on average, I weighed them. They're around 12 ounces, 11 to 12 ounces is, is a goose breast. So well, the ones I shoot, I left the babies with whoever shot them. I only shoot the big guys. So, yeah. <laughs> so they're, they were around 11, 12 ounces. So I throw them in the bag in a, in a giant Ziploc baggie. And then I pour in and I don't measure. I just cover them and pour it in some uh, virgin olive oil. And then I pour in some balsamic vinegar and I, one to one, I guess there's your ratio bill. I don't know. See, I pour some yeah, of that in. Yeah. Okay. Carry on. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, this works. And then I take some normally with my steaks. I don't do this, but I wanted, a, I thought I better, I want a little bit of pizzazz. So I threw in a little bit of garlic powder in there. Right. So I, I sprinkled that in and then I shook the bag up a bit and then I thought, Hey, I, I'm not going to smoke them, but I like kind of a smoky taste. So I grabbed some liquid smoke that I had in my fridge, which I, we now know is sold at, um, at Cabela's. At Cabela's. At Cabela's. Yep. Yeah. I bought, I bought some. So I throw some, some liquid smoke. I had wanted in a golf tournament gift bag. So that's, I, I, that's how I got it. I, I've never had to buy it. And so I, I, I threw some of that in and normally you only need a little bit of that. You put a little bit, you could smell it, but I put quite a bit cause I thought, this is freaking geese and it does not taste good. So I hammered it with the liquid smoke and that's all you could smell. I'm like, Ooh, a little too much, but Hey, we'll rock and roll. And then I read because of the, it is goose. You want some, some, something that has some salt content. And I'm like, well, what's the difference with, with red meat versus this? But I thought, okay, well I'll throw in some soy sauce because it's got high salt content. So I chucked in some soy sauce. And so I, the majority is balsamic vinegar and virgin olive oil. But I, I did put all the other stuff in there. And then I take all the air out of that Ziploc baggie, fold it over itself, zip it up, put it in the fridge for at least four days. Now, I've had some in four days and the stuff you and I ate on Friday night was actually in for seven days because I took seven a couple days. out and had it myself. And then you came down Friday. And so I had them still in there. We cooked them up for the Friday meal. And that was from the, the batch. So, so they were in there seven days, the ones we ate, but at least four days. And when I, I then... I thought, okay, what I do with a steak, I, I normally would barbecue it, but I don't want to go outside and put the barbecue on and that. So I put a fry pan on, put it on to medium high heat. Yeah. I mean, it was cooking. And so I know every time I do this with my steaks, Jen yells at me and the freaking smoke alarm goes off and the place looks like it's where we, we've got to get some services coming. So I threw the fan on and got it smoking hot, put a bit of oil in there. And then I threw them in four minutes aside. And I'm like, I read online four minutes aside and I'm like four minutes aside when I'm searing these, I'm going to cook them right through at medium high, but, but you didn't. So four minutes, I set my timer at four minutes. I flipped them over, let them sit for another four seared, took them out of that, put them into a, a pan, like for say for the stove, the oven, sorry, the oven and the oven at 375. And then I put them in the oven at 375 covered in tin foil. And then if you want, you could empty that baggie of all of that marinade into that's the ones we had, Bill. I didn't do that with yeah, my previous that, ones. That to me, I didn't know what the first ones tasted like, but that that works as a sauce and it works as something to keep moisture into that. Into that yeah, yeah. So I, I did. I threw the, with the contents of the baggie into that pan that was going in the oven with the goose breasts. And then I covered it in tin foil. So I would lock that moisture in and then 375 until they're 160 degrees full stop not 165 they have to cook to 165 but you pull them out at 160 and leave them covered for five minutes they will hit 165 and so that's the key I, when you take you take something out of a, a barbecue or an oven it's still cooking it's <laughs> you still know hot. when you cover yep. it with a tin foil it's still cooking and and if you take it off 
at 165, by the time you're ready to eat it, it'll be 170, 170. And they say you don't want to cut into it for five minutes because the juices no, all go to the center. The juices out of it. And as it cools, yeah. those juices go back out so that the whole meat gets the juice everywhere. And when you cut it, it's just not going to release all the juice out of it. So, yep. so, so I said to you, I checked it with the, the thermometer and I said, it is, it is 160.5. I said, it, it's wild goose. Do you want to cook it? Make sure it's cooked to 160. And you said, no. Take it out. It's going to go up five degrees. I said, are you sure? I'm okay with that. But it's wild game. Are you okay with that? Yeah, take it out. So we took it out at 160.5, set it on the counter. We waited five minutes, and then I had cooked some rice. We put the better rice down, and then I sliced it up in about, I don't know, half-inch thick slivers of, of or little little rounds. And, dude, it was awesome. It was good. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was quite tasty. I mean, I, I I modified your recipe a little bit. Oh, of course. It too. It was, so it's not sorry, sorry, Candice. It's not going to be as good. Well, it'll be a little bit better because I added a little bit of onion, <laughs> onion salt, and I added uh, uh, some Montreal uh, uh, steak spice. Well, see, and was, I was going to add mushrooms. No, but that was ruined no. for me on Friday. Terrible, terrible. <laughs> oh, you can't do that. You can't do that and live. I can tell you that for sure. I'll yeah, give you that yeah, advice for yeah, free. Yeah, you you can't do that and live. <laughs> I mm. really want to see what happens. Yeah. So we got some. Uh, we got our Thanksgiving weekend that we're going up up north for this weekend, the Canadian Thanksgiving. And uh, I took five uh, goose breasts and they're in the marinade right now. And ah. I told my mom, I'm taking over your stove for an appetizer because there's. Um, yeah, how many there's six or six or seven of us going up there to uh to to be there for the weekend and uh, do a little deer hunting too my five six seven eight nine ten yeah there'll be, there'll be uh, ten of us up there so it'll be good to, to have a little bit of a, a snack we're gonna uh, cook it up and i'll cut it up maybe put some some melba toast because i like the melba toast and some cheese together and put a, a platter out a of charcuterie board games. of goose meat a charcuterie board, yeah. Charcuterie board. Yeah, so there you well, go. Well, you sip your tea. Yes, yeah, so I'll probably have a, a Guinness or, or something with it. A, a nice uh, hearty uh, Guinness with a <laughs> wild goose would be a, a good combination. Yeah, you don't have to lie to us. One of them fruity things. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have a, a, a white claw. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I don't know. Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Sure. There you go. I could hear it now. It was, ah, well, you get General that, Hospital on the teapot singing, and the goose is almost cooked. That's <laughs> it. I tell you, that was a good wrap up to the to to the the hunt, though the the meal. The the I mean, we had the meal before, <laughs> but it was a good uh, prelude to the to the activity of uh, putting more yeah. goose breasts in the fridge and in the freezer because awesome. we and then we, we came sure back, did. we cleaned all the geese up, and then we yeah. went for lunch. And I don't know, should I tell them the post? I haven't even told dad yet. Uh, I don't know if you want to get into that. Maybe. I don't know if I want to get into that. Maybe next podcast. Maybe next podcast. All right. We'll leave it for next podcast. Because then we can talk about. Leave yeah, me hanging but, again. Oh, leave, leave everybody hanging. It was actually a pretty juicy story. Yeah. And that's the topic. And we can actually talk about that and incorporate that into another. That's another a good, that's a good answer. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. It was not enjoyable. I'll say that. I but it, was, it was actually it wasn't bad but it wasn't <laughs> something that you want to experience anywho all right well that's good that's yeah. a good way to end it leave it on a cliffhanger for uh for the week yeah, i like that and I'll, I'll actually have hopefully some stories of uh the new property i sent you a picture where we're where i'm thinking about putting up a tree stand in my new yeah new you've got some work to do now too 
Yeah, it's uh, starting all over again, right? Like we talked about, I won't go into too many details, but my brother, TJ, the Alliance is going up to, uh, to schedule some new property. And uh, I've got a spot. I looked at some aerial photos. Uh, Google Earth is really good for, for looking at some of that stuff. And I think I got a pretty good pinch point there figured out. Uh, from the history of the camp and, and, and where I've seen deer before. And this is, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scatter with my dad and uh, I've got a single tree stand in the, in the van and it's going to be going up there to uh, hopefully be putting a tree somewhere close to where I put the circle on that map. So right on. we'll be able to tell you, tell you about our next, next podcast. Yeah, right on. Well, good luck. I might get out hunting this weekend. I don't know. I haven't shot my bow much, so I got to get out and shoot my bow. Now I guess I got to carry some wood in for dad. I'm hoping yeah. normally this Thanksgiving, we're usually in the woods the whole stink of time, bow hunting deer, but we'll see. Well, Big if you guys hunting. get out there, good luck. You as well. Thank you, Bill. That's great talking yeah. to you tonight. Yep. Appreciate yeah, you it. you too. All right. Thanks, Bill. Have a good night, guys. Yep. And that'll do it for this week, folks, for the Redneck Country Podcast. I'm Bill, the Almost Guy Tom. And I'm Todd, and thanks for listening. And folks, if you want to be part of the podcast or you want to give us some feedback or really contact us about anything, feel free to email us at podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Again, that's podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again next week. <laughs>